Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm Zach Brittle. I'm here with Laura Heck. Today, we're responding to a listener question. And one thing that I want to say about this is um, it's kind of a specific question, but the reality is there's a lot going on um, in this uh, email. And I think that's just always true. We want things to be really simple, so we try to understand them in really simple terms. But the reality is there's often way more going on than what we can see. And that's happening in this email. There's about five different layers. We start trying to ask a specific question, but we go all over the place. The only other thing I want to say is um, Operation Blue Check is going great. Um, If you're not a part of that, then you can join us uh, at Marriage Therapy Radio on Instagram. Please do that now. I have a giveaway planned for this week, so keep your eyes open. Um, In the meantime, this is a very cool conversation. Stick around. We had our very first business meeting before this podcast. I know. Oh, really great. That's exciting. We've been in business for three years and we had our first business meeting today. <laughs> We're really I think pure. that this podcast and our relationship is stuck together with like glue and twigs. That's <laughs> not even glue, gum, gum, yeah. twigs and staplers. Hey, but you know what I didn't even tell you in the, in, in the, uh, in the business meeting? What? Uh, that our Instagram account? Operation Blue Check is well underway. <laughs> Wait, are we trying to get, no, we're trying to get a blue check uh, guest on the podcast. Yeah. And I also want a blue check, but do you know that we actually have a Instagram page? I made it and we have a post. Wow. You should go check I, it out. You should go check I it should out. I should probably become, I, I've been thinking about getting my toe back in the water of the Instagram world. No, but seriously, right now, right now, go look at it. <laughs> I don't, uh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. All right, I'm going to look it up right now. We already have 82 followers. Ooh, hey I know. I don't know what they think they're going to get. Uh, well, okay, I'm, I just search Marriage Therapy Radio. Go to Instagram and type in Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, oh, <laughs> look at that. We have a logo. You asked me for my logo yesterday, is that? And no. then we have a post. It's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing this right? <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It's a pretty great relationship podcast with Laura and Zach with witty banter, real stories and sound strategies. That's solid. 
I, I like know. That. I'm telling you, I've been working hard, and I, my next. I'm telling you, my next goal is a hundred, a hundred followers. I think we'll get that before the podcast comes out. And, um, but yeah, I think so. Dear listener, if you haven't yet gone to our uh, Instagram page, you should go do that because, because um, you get to see a picture of Zach. You're going to help Laura. us do blue check, and it's and, recent. It was taken a month ago. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it's pretty exciting. What's been happening in your life? What's new? Um, summer. Oh, did you know it was hot here? Oh, I did know. We actually mentioned it on the last podcast that it was like a heat, heat wave. Yeah, and then it got cold. You know what's crazy about people who live in the Northwest is they're like, oh my God, it's so hot. And literally it took them 24 hours to be like, I am freezing. I can't believe how cold it is here. I'm like, people, would you chill? What? It's just summer. Like it's just summer. Yeah. So. Well, people in the Pacific Northwest are not, I mean, we can drive in rain. We are really great rain drivers, like nobody's business. Like you have rain that's coming down so bad that you can't see for a solid 20 seconds, but we're still zooming down the freeway. But if it snows or if the temperature rises above 85, watch out. All hell is breaking loose in the Pacific Northwest. Um, we will We will make make headlines with our complaints. Uh, okay. So the truly the most, most exciting thing in my life is I got, I got, I got a mouse. I got a mouse for my, a computer. mouse. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I, I gave myself a day to work on a project over Saturday and I literally, I think I gave myself carpal tunnel syndrome because I was not using a mouse, but now I'm just so excited because I have this, I can like put this arrow under nose. You're just full of ailments. <laughs> you and your wonky finger, I know. your carpal tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't think I have anything to report you other than I started. You got to start, go hang out and like get picture taken with a bunch of ladies yeah. by a campfire or something. Oh, you saw that. Yeah, I've been camping. This has been really fun, actually. We we have already scheduled. In fact, open on my computer is a spreadsheet that says Camp Sherman 2022. Um, so we have a group of people that are all just sort of like like-minded parents. Kids are within the same age range. And we... I feel like we're going to break this camp. Um, the first year we had five camp cabins reserved this year. I think we could only get four next year. We're at 10 cabins and I'm pretty sure they only have 12. So it's basically our entire posse. is going to rule the I world. I feel sad for the other two cabins that are going to be there during your weekend. Well, we warned them. There was a, there was a returner and we're like, Hey, you're still alive with your dog. That's so great. Thanks for coming back to camp Sherman. Um, and we warned them. We said, Hey, just so you know, we're going to surround all sides of your cabin with the small people that scream. And, um, if you want to hold on to that for next year, that's your prerogative, it, but it makes you've been warned. Dimitri Martin has this really great joke. He says, um, people who say, okay, he says, saying I like children, he goes, saying I like children is like, Saying I like people, but only for a little while. <laughs> a little while. Because right. children, they, they stop children being children. Grow up? Yeah. I like children. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like saying I like people, but only for a little while. He's funnier than me. I never really enjoyed children. Never really. Hey, I have a question for you. Did you like the YouTube video that I sent I you? did not. The Mad TV no, clip? Didn't. You didn't like mm -hmm. it? I thought it was, I was wondering why you sent it to me and I started speculating about your state stop. of mind. Stop. Stop. Okay, listeners, if you want to giggle um, and you think that my sense of humor is funny and that Zach sometimes is funny, just go look up Mad TV Bonquiqui. It's Bonquiqui. Um, it's going to be offensive because it's Mad TV and it was probably done maybe 12 to yeah, 15 it's years Angelica ago. And I Johnson. almost feel like it's. it's um, and she does the. Yeah. Uh, what does she do? She does the one in the uh, pedicure thing and then she has the same. Yeah, the nail the salon. Nail and then she has the same thing in the. Uh, the faux restaurant, oh, the faux so restaurant. Good. 
the fuck? I haven't seen that one, but I'll watch it after this. Okay. Can I tell you what we were talking about Wait, today? I do want to say one We've thing that's lot... kind of serious. And I think maybe it's worth a conversation oh. for us. Now we're talking about stand-up comedians, but apparently this thing um, that Bo Burnham did called Inside on Netflix is sweeping the nation. I think we should watch it. It's um, But Bo Burnham is a comedian and he kind of quarantined himself and he made a special mm-hmm. and kind of watched his mental health deteriorate over the period. My my kid what? wants me to watch it real bad, but everybody who watches it says it's like. Should we watch powerful. it and then have them on the on the podcast? <laughs> I don't think we can. You know what? Yes, we should. We can. It's we the can check get mark. A blue check guy a, you shoot for the stars, Zach. You shoot Let's, for those I'm stars. I'm going to put him on our new business meeting dashboard that we made <laughs> as an ideal guest. <laughs> Bo Burnham. Okay. All right. So here's here's what we're talking about, because we've had a lot of listeners sending in questions and we're kind of having to go through them and, you know, maybe even like smush some of them together if they're similarly related. This one really stood out to me. And I immediately was like, I have to I have to talk about this on the podcast. So this is a listener. They gave it the AOK to talk about it on the podcast. I'll try and keep it as general as possible. But basically, this is a female. And um, she said that her marriage has kind of been slowly being neglected and then added stressors of introducing multiple children, children who um, were not always well. So you can imagine like the stress of having new children in the, in the household and then also having health conditions and just like the toll that it takes on a relationship. And uh, Dr. Gottman found in his research that, you know, when you have, when you introduce a child to a relationship, the, about 68% of relationships experience a relationship satisfaction decline. So, you know, I would say like two thirds of all relationships decrease in satisfaction after the birth of the first child. And that's definitely what she's experiencing. And it happens at different times for moms and dads. Like uh, moms have it earlier than dads have it much later. Moms will. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so, so she's, writing to us because what she's having are she's having what she would call sort of like guilty feelings for a coworker. So she works in a predominantly male environment. And over time, she started to notice that she's having these feelings for a coworker. And she hasn't gone into great detail talking about these feelings, but it's definitely something that she was aware of. And she took a lot of um, steps to try and mitigate those feelings and try and hold really like healthy boundaries by scheduling where she's not going to see this person as much. But it sort of seems like even though over time she's really worked hard to mitigate these feelings, it also seems like it's, it's just happening. It's like, she's, she's really not sure what to do. What do I do with these feelings? And I was really interested in just the concept as, as like generic as possible of like, Zach, how do you feel about our listeners if they're saying, oh my gosh, I'm in the same boat. I have this coworker that I find incredibly sexy and I find myself thinking about them or I have these amazing conversations with this coworker and I don't find them physically attractive, but I find myself desiring more conversation with them. I mean, I think that these are thoughts that go through every married person's mind from time to time at some season in the relationship. And that's the part that I really wanted to tease out is, is helping listeners to understand, is this something that I should feel guilty about? Is this abnormal? Should I talk to my partner about this? What do I need to do if I find myself drifting into those thoughts about another person? Yeah. 
So I'm curious what your well, initial first of all, there's a, there's a lot going on in this are. email. I mean, there's just a whole lot. And the thesis and even the subject line is about this idea of, um, you know, feelings for a coworker. And, and yet the, I, I always think that we have to pay attention to sort of the foundation that's underneath all of that. Like when you were talking, I almost said, you know, what she's experiencing is consequences. And what I mean by that is that there are, there are outcomes that follow uh, events. So in this case, you know, the event was mm. um, we have a young family and we have a, we have some disconnect and we have uh, some trauma and, I tried to like figure out how to mm -hmm. make some of that work. And then I ended up in an environment where some of that, some of those events began to get soothed. Um, and in this case, it was, mm. uh, she had a label for it. It was a male coworker. Right. And so I think that part of what mm. is really critical, if we want to think about it through a comprehensive lens is not simply the end of the email, which is what do I do? And I think that's actually the last thing that she typed. Mm -hmm. say, yeah. What do I do? Mm -hmm. But it's the beginning, right? Like, how do we um, just acknowledge that this is what you're, what you're describing is really, really, really hard. And I think that, yeah. um, you know, when families come in, okay, so here's the thing that we know, right? Like we know this idea that 50% of uh, marriages end in divorce, that, that number's higher than, than most uh, like anthropologists expect. It's not really 50%. It's, it's probably lower, but we know that most that do end in divorce end yeah. inside of seven years it's usually around years four and there's usually a, to a toddler in the mix, which is just to say, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. You're in a really Statistically, tough, you're tough in a very, very hard here. place. And so, totally. you know, if you're in that place, naturally we look for ways to make ourselves feel better. And I think for those of us who are interested in mm. protecting our marriages or our long-term committed relationships, there are some strategies that, I have a lot of empathy for this lady's email because she seems like she's got a lot of, like she's tried out a lot of really healthy strategies. I've reorganized my schedule. Yeah, I've, she's I've very aware, right? With this person. I've tried to talk about it with my husband. I've tried, you know, and yeah. you know what? When you, when your body is telling you that you are attracted to other people, your body is telling you that you're breathing, mm -hmm. that you're alive. You know, like <laughs> that's just... <laughs> I'm going to put that in our spreadsheet, by the way, under really brilliant things that Zach says is when your body tells you that you're attracted to other people, yeah. your body's telling you you're alive. Well, I think it needs some context, like which is just this, like being attracted to other people is a normal human experience. It is just right. a thing right. that we, that happens, you know, it is, there are entire mm -hmm. industries built around advertising industries, pornographic industries, film and television industries that are built around the idea that attraction sells. And so you have to honor that. That's just yeah. a thing. Um, and so I think if I'm, if I'm doing anything at all, yeah. I, uh, step one, I, with this lady or with this couple, I'm just, I just want to normalize like the experience. Cause it, mm -hmm. I mean, isolation is a killer for couples. And if you think you're the only one or you're the only person who has these feelings, like that can be really shame inducing. So yeah. Well, I mean, imagine the spiral that can occur if the, the story that she's telling herself is that, hey, if I was really in love, like this whole idea of like love is enough, if I was really in love with my husband or if he was really in love with me, I wouldn't I wouldn't be attracted to other people that I'm engaging with on a regular basis. And that can be probably a pretty damaging message 
if the opposite is true of now there's this person in my life that I enjoy conversation with, I find them physically attractive, I find myself wanting to bump into them. When I get dressed in the morning, I want to make sure that I'm looking good because I want to be found attractive by this other person. I want to see them noticing me. And if that's the case, then there must be something really, really wrong with me and my uh, relationship with my partner. And I think that that can be a really damaging message to internalize that can set you off on a course. Somewhat of what I think is probably what the husband's response was to his wife when she brought it up. I think the first time he, she had said that he kind of almost like dismissed it. Like it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. You know, like we're all attracted to people. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Cause you thought you got away with your sneeze. I don't know if I did or not, but we'll find out. I have a friend, by the way, that when he sneezes, he says it's totally orgasmic and he has the creepiest smile when he's done <laughs> sneezing. I love that pivot that we just yeah. had. Yeah. But yeah. You're welcome. It wouldn't be a true Zach and Laura podcast if we didn't squirrel a little bit. <laughs> People are in their car nodding. Okay. They're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, God, that's that so deep. Right. What? Orgasm <laughs> sneezes? What are we talking about? <laughs> I am not alone. I am not alone. I, I actually alone. had a you are not alone. a babysitter the other day that said, I really love sneezing. I was like, just wait until after you have kids. Sister. Wait a second. So when you just told us a story about your friend who sneezes, is that really, are you really talking about yourself? I have this no, friend. It's not me. Who's, what? It's not me. Oh. Believe me. I would be like staring at the sun and throwing cayenne pepper up my nose if that was the case. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> We have to get back on track. That was like a full derail. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So we're trying to normalize this experience um, for both parties, right? Like normalize that it's okay if your partner is finding other people attractive. I mean, I guess, okay. I don't know if I want to use that language, but it's normal. Like, right. Like exactly what you said is data. You're alive. It's data. Right. I think um, there's something to be said for observing what's going on inside of her. And it seems like she's opened this conversation up with her partner and saying, Hey, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this is. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. like it necessarily. I mean, I like it, but I don't, I'm not like interested in sort of fueling it. So that's why I want to loop you in, but there's something here. Like there's something I'm getting here that I'm not getting at home. And you know what? The the reality is our partners can't be everything for all of us all the time. And so mm-hmm. we're going to look for stuff. I mean, that's just the reality. That's mm-hmm. why we, that's why you go camping with your girlfriends, you know? Totally. Um, and it's yeah. why I, you know, go on boat nights with our friends, our mutual friend actually. Um, but like, yeah, but then there's, you know, again, different, different people meet different needs for different reasons. And I think if you can pay attention to the data. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And open the conversation up. And again, I want to say, like, it sounds like she's trying to do that. Right. There are lots of things to try out, right? Like, and I don't know if this is, a, this is not a recommendation, a direct recommendation, but this, maybe this guy's like a really good guy. And maybe he has a really good marriage that he, he enjoys too. And maybe should this lady would be good friends with his wife and that guy would be good friends with her husband. And maybe they should all just go to dinner and mm-hmm. talk about, you know, football or something, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be, it could be an opportunity to create a real a real relationship that 
helps everybody feel just better about being human in the world. Uh, we don't, mm -hmm. we don't have a lot of those skills. Those skills aren't necessarily present. It's really hard to say, Hey, want to go out on a double date with this guy that I'm attracted to at work. Like th that's not necessarily what I'm proposing, but I think when we can yeah. elevate the conversation inside our own homes, you know, and maybe the husband goes, why don't we have him over? Like, let's just have him totally. over, you know, like that, that'd yeah, be a really cool idea or really a, like a sign of maturity, I guess. Mm -hmm. It could also be a sign of like jealousy and rage and like, I'm going to secretly spit in his coffee or something. But, but I'm just saying like when we can elevate the conversation and I think that begins with normalizing some, some of the feelings that mm -hmm. we're having, then maybe we can find options that we don't always find. Right. Mm. Yeah. Here's, here's one thing. If your partner comes to you, because I want to talk a little bit about being on the side of the recipient end of this husband, right? Like his wife comes to him and says, hey, I just want to let you know, I, I'm attracted to this person at work. I, I find them very physically attractive, whatever I, you know, I've, I've done everything that I can to try and turn these feelings off. The do's and don'ts of receiving information mm. like that. And I think the my biggest don't is don't shame your partner because what, what this woman has done is she has opened, opened a window and that's really important. So we've talked about Shirley Glass's book, not just yeah. friends. And it talks about this slippery slope. And one of the most important pieces that you can do in order to really keep that relationship strong, which is the goal for this wife is keep her relationship strong with her partner is to continue to keep those lines of communication open. So if wife's coming to the husband and saying, I find this person attractive. Yeah, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. It's probably going to be an uncomfortable conversation. But if you react in a way that's shaming, she's going to learn that she can't come to you mm. with this information. And she's going to learn that this is a window that I can't open between me and my partner. And that's where a wall goes up. And that's where the slippery slope gets even slippery toward this, you know, potential affair partner, whatever it might be. But I, I think that if you can do your best to say, well, yeah, I mean, of course you're attracted. And FYI, this is interesting. She sent a follow-up email. Um, <gasps> I didn't share this one. With Plot you, twist. I haven't, said, I haven't seen I, this. Okay. I, right. <laughs> I know. She said, I, I talked to my husband again. And this time he was not dismissing this time. He really recognized and took responsibility of saying, we haven't been paying mm. attention to our relationship. That's we hard. haven't been focused on making it a priority. I mean, he did all the things that you would want for a husband to say, which is I can understand why you would be attracted to other people or seeking out a tribe and outsourcing parts of our relationship to other people because I haven't been available mm. to you. You haven't been available to me in that way. And we've just been prioritizing the kids or whatever it might be. And I was like shooting my fist in the air, double fist pump, super stoked that that's how the husband responded. And I just love that she tried again, yeah. right? She might not have gotten the response that she wanted to the first time of saying, I have these feelings. I don't like it. I don't know how to handle it. And then she came back around and she said it again. And he responded in such a mature fashion. I love it. I love it. What you're describing is, um, Me too. we talk a lot about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. One of them's defensiveness, really easy to have your partner come to you and say mm -hmm. something you don't like, and then to get defensive. But the antidote is to begin to take responsibility, which doesn't make it your fault, right? This, this husband doesn't have mm -hmm. to say, you know what? I am a terrible husband. I, I have put on 250 pounds. I, I do not pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. I play video games all the time. It means, you know what? Mm -hmm. You're right. Like makes per perfect sense that you'd be attracted to somebody else because 
we've been having a really totally. hard time. Another thing that I, I like to do as a therapist that is harder to do as a partner is when I talk about it's data, you know, this lady, she works in an environment with a whole bunch of men. One of them has pushed a button for her. Like, what is that? What is, mm-hmm. what differentiates that guy from the 300 other guys that are there in that setting? Like yeah. that's data. Yeah. Oh, he asks me questions or, Oh, he, um, he has a goatee or, Oh, he's, um, he's also from, <laughs> you know, white plains, Nebraska or something like who knows, but there's something, there's something that there's some button that's getting pushed that other people aren't pushing other women aren't pushing other, mm-hmm. you know, her kids aren't pushing mm-hmm. her husband's not pushing. That's just data. And I think the more she can learn yeah. in her own sort of soul about that. And the more she, and he, maybe her husband can pursue that information together. They can kind of figure out like, okay, well, some of that's just kind of dumb. Like white, white plains, Nebraska is not all mm-hmm. that great. Like, okay. But some <laughs> okay. of it is really important. Like, Oh, maybe we need to have more, Maybe I need to have a goatee. Again, yeah. I'm being ridiculous, but I think there's something to be learned from some of the information that we're getting from ourselves. That's a really good point. I, I had this interesting conversation with my husband and I said, you know what I find, honey, is that I am so drawn and attracted to human beings that um, are very cool, goal oriented people. When I'm in conversation with someone and they say to me like, yeah, um, I'm planning on doing, I'm pre- I'm planning on Everesting. Do you know what Everesting is? Well, I understand that it's there's like, a mountain I, called I Everest that sometimes it. people climb. I don't know if I've understood the, the So there's the idea, I don't know how, how high Mount Everest is, but. It's, high. Um, it's the highest. Yeah, it's high. So you can, you can sort of simulate the, the idea of Everesting by spending a day or two. Actually, this is interesting. Um, do you remember when I was drinking the Kool-Aid with uh Oh, what's their name that broke up? They got a girl wash your face. Hollis, uh, Dave, Dave, and yeah, girl wash your face chick. Dave and Rachel Hollis. I was drinking the Kool Aid at one time, thinking, "Gosh, these two are really great." One of the things that they did together as a couple is they went to Park City, Utah, and they climbed Park City as many times as it took to get to the elevation gain as it would to Everest. And you do it, I think, on two consecutive Mm, days. What I'm getting at is that. When I hear that somebody is like, yeah, I'm really trying to, you know, do my first Ironman competition. I want to, I want to Everest. I want to start my own business and, you know, blah, 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 blah. I get lit up and I'm so drawn to you as a human being when you are pursuing these goals, these things that you want to do, unless you're my, my business partner and you're sending me a million emails. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate you. I'm just trying to crack the code. And I, yeah. And my husband said, well, I'm not really like that type of guy. And he's like, so why are you with me? And I looked at him. I was like, I mean, why wouldn't I be with you? There's all these other qualities, but this is one thing in particular that I'm attracted to in other people. And I'm definitely drawn toward them, but this, you are multifaceted. There's other things that I love and adore about you. Anyway, I just, I, I think the reason why I was talking about this is because I was having that open conversation with my partner when I wasn't attracted to someone. Does this make sense? So yeah, sure. This might be a really great time when you don't find yourself, you know, having these thoughts or feelings toward another person. And it just happens to be a Tuesday and you're sitting out on the deck with your partner and just be like, Hey, so I'm just curious, like what, 
what do you find yourself like gravitating towards in other people? What attracts you to them? What raises an eyebrow? I always say to people, I bet you didn't know this, that I am very physically attracted to dreadlocks. And I I know you're like going to pop. It is true. It is 100% true. You do not have no, dreadlocks. You have very short hair. Just yeah. trying to protect the relationship. But if a man you, with... Tr- protect my there, yeah. Thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a Halloween and you showed up with like dreadlocks and, you know, like maybe some like chacos and board shorts and like some Liam Hemsworth torso, I would, it would definitely turn, turn my eye. But what I'm saying is that it I would want be you to very, know that's never going to happen. It is. Yeah. None of that. Actually, you would do chacos. Chacos and board shorts would be <laughs> your, that's what you would do. I'm just, yeah. But are you following I, 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 me? Would you ever have that conversation? I'm with you. I got you. I got you. Would got you, you ever have no, I that think, conversation? I think what you're saying is, I, no, I think, I think you're talking about an incredible amount of self-awareness, which I think is awesome. And just the like speculation of, hey, there's a thing, there's a dream, there's a thing that I have or a thing that I want or a thing that I'm interested in. And I'd like you to know about it. And that doesn't mean I need you to fix it or solve it or that I'm going to go solve it with somebody else or some other thing. But like, I think that there is something about that that's really a gift, right? I mean, it's just even the gift of, Hey, I'm at work and there's somebody there that's got my attention. That's a gift. Hmm. And I think what you're, what Ryan seems to be able to do. And this husband that you're describing seems to be able to do is say, all right, thanks. Thanks for that. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly what to do with this, but mm-hmm. um, let's see what we can, let's see what we can make it do. Let's see what what's here, you know? Sure. So no, yeah. I, I like it. I, I wanted to add this one piece because again, there's a lot in this lady's email, but, um, and it's kind of out of order, but if we just go back to the idea of she's in a young family, one thing we know is that when children come into a young family like that, and again, having a baby doesn't make a family, you're already a family, two people are already a family. And then the baby comes and adds to that family. There's a big emphasis on couples needing to go out of their way to protect their friendship, to maintain their friendship, right? Like, so this whole idea of, well, it's usually in year four and there's usually a toddler. There's usually a a steep decline in the sort of the friendship quality, Mm -hmm. which I think um, just needs to be named and known. And Mm -hmm. so, especially for couples that come into my office and they're describing the situation, I'm like, how's your friendship? And friends can sit in the backyard and say, hey, I'm kind of into this idea of Everesting and that's not really your jam, but um, would you talk about it with me? And then mm-hmm. he goes, mm-hmm. sure, in a non-defensive way. And mm-hmm. and they still, you know, um, you know, sort of find each other or find the qualities about one another that they're drawn to and attracted to, even if, mm-hmm. you know, her body is literally changed. Her body has literally gone from being a, well, I mean, and I, I sometimes I'll say it this way before the baby, there's sort of sex as recreation. And then right. during and after the baby, there's sort of sex as procreation. I mean, it's literally the body has changed its purpose for right. her and especially. Um, but, you know, I, I think I probably put on, uh, I put on pregnancy weight when our first babies were, I mean, everybody's, yeah. everybody changes, right? So, I mean, yeah. you still have to find the things that even if they weren't the same as the thing that initially drew you, Mm. There's still something lovely about your partner that is worth continuing to draw out. And and that probably is especially true for men to do more than women. But yeah. Well, as you were talking, it really brought home this idea of like when you said 
that's a gift. And I think, you know, part of it is the gift of finding somebody attractive and maybe feeling that tingle, that spark that you haven't felt for a really long time and recognizing that that's still uh, capable. You're still capable of having that spark, having that little burst of surge of sexual attraction or energy or whatever it might be for another person. And I do see that as a gift of, wow, like this is still possible. So how do I use that information in my own relationship of keeping or, or recognizing that I, I actually am like attracted. I might, maybe you're having sex dreams that you didn't have before, or um, thinking about yourself in a way that you haven't thought, like you've been mom. And then now all of a sudden you're getting dressed for work and you're deciding you're going to match your bra and, and panties and you're starting, you're going to put mm. some lipstick on. And I do think that there is information there, like you said, data to be able to apply to your relationship for better. And sometimes, you know, like, recognizing you're attracted means that you're alive. Use that information to continue to spark that aliveness in your own relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, again, there's a lot here. And I think the thing about that I'm learning how to do, and I think that couples that are developing emotional intelligence are learning how to do is just to receive the data and understand that there's a lot going on. There's more than just, I'm attracted to this guy. What do I do? There's a lot going on. And when mm -hmm. we can have some grace and some sort of normalization for ourselves and for our partners, mm -hmm. then there's a lot, there's, there is gift. There, there are gifts in there that we can discover and leverage. So, yeah. Well, I hope that this was helpful for some listeners. I don't or think at least that for that lady. The, the, yeah, well, I don't think she's alone. I think that a lot of people are probably nodding along going, yes, at some point in my relationship, I have been attracted to one or 10 people, the guy at the gym, my barista, you know, like the girl at the pool, whatever it might be. And recognizing like you have a whole stream of choices that you can make with regards to being attracted to this person. But the one choice that I really appreciate with this listener is that she did not keep this in her back pocket in a deep, dark hole. She talked about it with her partner. I will say the thing that was missing that I, I read her email is that she mentioned her attraction to this other guy. And the two of them sort of came up with a game plan as to how to, honor their relationships. And I think personally that that's probably something if she truly was not wanting to, well, it's textbook, you know, stoke, huh, right? stoke the fire. Yeah. It's sort yeah. of textbook, literally the textbook of, uh, not just friends danger zone mm -hmm. is when you start to sort of collaborate Converse about with the, with yeah. the uh, potential partner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Hey, let's go ahead and land this plane yeah. and I'll see you again next week until we meet um, and we have our retreat. I'm yeah, so we're going to have a, what are we, we're going to, uh, we're going to have a retreat. I was going to say, oh, and we have a, uh, something cool coming up in October that we get to share about here pretty soon. So stay tuned, dear That's listener. Right. In the meantime, stay tuned, if you ready. want updates, you can go to marriage therapy radio on Instagram <laughs> and participate <laughs> in operation blue check. Um, I love our listeners. We've had a lot have been with us for a long time. They've really seen us just grow as human beings, <laughs> or, haven't you? Or exist. Um, <laughs> or exist, just exist. Um, hey, no, listen, they are really, truly rooting for us. If you go read the comments, people are like, you did it, you know, welcome. <laughs> and then some, one of the guys is like, okay, now you need to do one per day, but not more than three per, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. and you're like, great, you're thanks, hired. Thanks team. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks, Team Blue Check. Um, all right, uh, I gotta go. All right, adios. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Thank you for those of you who are rooting us on with our journey, Operation Blue Check, of trying to uh, just become a little more relevant in the social media world. Zach and I are pretty stinking lazy and disconnected. So we're really trying here and we appreciate all of your um, all of your comments and suggestions. And in fact, if you have not left us a rating or um, any sort of comments on the podcast, you can do that by going to, uh, I think it's iTunes. And if you go to iTunes on your laptop, you can't do it on your phone, unfortunately, through the app. You actually have to go um, on the website. You can leave us a rating. It's a great way for people to find Marriage Therapy Radio as a new resource in bettering their lives or their relationship or just simply being entertained. Let's be honest. For those of you with this episode, if it really just seemed to resonate for you, seems like something that is a part of your relationship, I highly recommend checking out the book, Not Just Friends by Shirley Glass. You can find a link to that on our website. If you go to marriagetherapyradio.com, we have a products tab and then we have a bookstore for all of the books that we're mentioning. Luckily, if you purchase it by clicking on our link, we get a little bit of a kickback so we can continue to keep the lights on here at Marriage Therapy Radio. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.